In the spirit of beginning again, since this is the new year, I, I'd like to begin again to share uh, with you really one foundational skill that I found to be so helpful for my meditation, especially for this practice of insight meditation. And this skill is, uh, you could say, perceiving the, the different strands of the fabric of experience. And I'll give an example about this. But I've found it really important to, to get a feeling sense of it because it really clarified some things around meditation. And some of the reasons I wanted to share with you this fundamental skill, like perceiving the strands that make up the fabric of experience is probably first and foremost, I found it to be so freeing. It's brought in a, a flavor of intimacy around experience that I'll share a little bit more about. And, and I think in it, you'll, you might find there's all these different flavors of freedom that we can potentially taste just through this one skill. And the other, another reason I wanted to share with it is that what I noticed for myself as a meditator, as a practitioner, it took a while for me to really get a taste of this foundational skill. You're going to hear it and you're going to be like, wow, this is so simple. This is so easy. Why is he talking so much about this? <laughs> and what makes it so tricky is that it's so simple. Because my mind always likes to complicate what it means to be aware of experience more and more. It's so good at complicating things. So hopefully it does sound simple. And then you might get a sense that at times of like, oh, here's more of a taste of it where it's, it has its, just its bare simplicity there. And also getting down this foundational skill and understanding it, it's gonna reveal this path and this practice um, that we find, you know, the, the Buddha speaking about, at least the Buddha that we find in the, these early texts. So let's, uh, let's dive in with maybe an example that you can relate to a little bit. I want to point out this is a skill that I'm practicing mostly in formal meditation. So again, the skill perceiving the strands of, of the fabric of experience. That's right. I, I come into a room like this. I sit down. Maybe like we did this evening, I start feeling the breathing. And then what happens? My mind gets lost in thought. <laughs> oh. Oh. All kinds of things can arise in the mind. Have you noticed that? The irritation, the worry, the anxiety, the sleepiness, the list goes on. So let's just give one example. Let's say there's worry, maybe worry about, let's say a family situation, whatever it is. And the process is uh, meditating. And then there's that moment, that amazing moment where there's a, a recognition that the mind's lost. And then as I said in the meditation instructions, uh, then I pause and it's in the pause that the skill comes in, starts to come in. And the first part of the skill of perceiving the strands of, of the fabric of experience is I first need to step out of the story. I need to step out of whatever story is worrying me about, let's say a conflict or the family. And then, 
after that, I, I want to begin to notice the strands that uh, that compose what just happened in the mind. So for example, I might reflect back, oh, okay, worry, that's one stand, strand, right? The emotion is worry of worry is there. I feel tightness in my shoulders. I feel a swirling in my stomach. There are some other strands that are making this fabric of this experience I just had. I notice how my mind, it wants to figure out or fix the situation. It wants to find the solution so I don't have to feel the worry anymore. Oh, here's some other strands. And it can be as simple as wanting, wanting to fix, wanting to figure out whatever those strands are. And sometimes I'll just name that as wanting. And then what's also sometimes a wanting is wanting the worry to go away. Ah, I'm here to meditate, for Christ's sake. <laughs> and, and there are this, this other strand. You could say maybe there's the wanting, the wanting to fix, and then there's the not wanting the worry to be there. And these are all threads and strands that make up this experience that I just had, just that just arose in meditation. Another strand, I noticed that it's unpleasant. So I want to point out that all of these strands come together and they weave together, they entangle together to make this experience of, I'm worried about that family conflict. So I want to point out it's it's really simple, isn't it? It's just it was just noticing these different strands. That's all it is. All of these different things, sometimes emotion or sensation, if it's pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral, how the mind's relating to it. And what you might find is with the repetition, it can become so natural and fluid. So I, I want to point out like it doesn't require a lot of work, it just takes the repetition of doing this again and again. I think this is the important thing. And I want to distinguish this. This is really important that to distinguish this from a general kind of mindfulness, because this is where this gets confused with another sense of mindfulness. Because I could be meditating here, my mind gets lost in thought. And then I have this recognition. Oh, yeah, I, I was lost in being worried about this family conflict that's going on. So that's the thought. Another thought comes in to describe what was going on. And then I might think to, think to myself, oh, and I so know this is a habit of my mind to worry about family conflict. And I might say to myself, well, you know, I, I, I know I was the child that needed to take care of so much of the responsibility in my family. And here's, here's, here it is again. Here it is arising again. And I think to myself, oh, this habit just keeps on cropping up. And then I have that conflict that comes with worry. Should I step in? Should I call my sibling or my parents? Should I not say anything? Should I call the friend of my sibling? Should I send the email or the texts? Right. And I don't know what to, what to do. And I'm just so confused. Oh, and here's that pattern that I get trapped in. I think that to myself. You could say that that is a kind of mindfulness. I'm, I, I step out kind of, and I'm aware of, 
of kind of what's going on, but do you hear I'm not noticing any of the strands? I'm still in more of the fabric of experience. I'm still kind of worrying, even though I know I'm worrying. Does this difference make sense? The, the strands is much simpler. It's just noticing I step out of the story and say, worry. It's unpleasant. It's much simpler, and that's what makes it so difficult, is that, is that I'm so habituated to having this more general mindfulness. And then often what gets happens is the, these get convoluted. We don't understand the difference between them. So again, noticing the strands is quite different. Worry, the sensations, the tightness in the shoulders, the swirling in the stomach, it's unpleasant. And I'm just noticing that I wanna fix it, but I'm setting that aside. In formal meditation, fixing and figuring out, at least in my mind, comes up. But I'm not so interested in engaging that. I just notice it. Wow, I really want to figure this out. Interesting. And the wanting it to go away. And then I notice all of those strands that can increase or decrease. I can get more intense or it can settle down. And I, I want to be clear, when I'm engaged in formal meditation, that more general mindfulness that I'm aware of the fabric of, of let's say, the, the, the I am worried about the family conflict, it's going to arise. So I'm not trying to get the mind to stop doing that. Like We think about things and reflect on what's coming up in our meditation. It's just that part of my formal meditation is I decide to practice noticing the strands. So I'm having all these thoughts. Oh, I'm that child. This is my family conditioning. This is a habit. Trying to figure out what to do. And then I can cut through just to start to see and to notice the strands. Worry, tightness, wanting, not wanting. And it's true, one of the tricks is stepping out of the story, which I need to practice again and again. And often what happens is I step out of the story, I get lost, and then I get a few more strands, and I get lost, and I get a few more strands. So I want to point out that counts. That's good. <laughs> I'm just looking for moments. And, and I, I, just a, an encouragement to play around with this in your formal meditation. Oh, okay, I'm curious about the strands of experience. And those of you who are familiar with some of these teachings, at least in early Buddhism, you start to get a sense of, oh, interesting. The Buddha talks about these strands a lot. Like when he talks about mindfulness of the body during the Buddhist time, he would speak about being aware of the elements and getting a sense of the body in terms of the elements. The modern translation would be sensations. Or he would um, talk about something that's called the five aggregates, and he would be dividing up experience different strands to see how a self is created around these strands. And then in order to parse apart this fabric of a fixated self that can be so confining. Talks about the 32 parts of the body in terms of mindfulness of the body, or the strand of experience being pleasant or unpleasant or neutral, or mind states. So important to, to divide experience up in this way because it can be so freeing in many ways. So just if you come across these teachings, I invite you to, to come back to this. Oh yeah, the strands. These are the strands that create the fabric of experience. 
And also, if you're unfamiliar with these things, these teachings, it's completely okay. You don't need to know them. It's more learning the skill. And hopefully later on this year, we're going to be beginning to offer kind of these foundational teachings. So hopefully we'll, we'll be expanding an understanding of, of these things I'm uh, referring to. I, I want to be clear as I'm sharing this, the goal is not to get to a point in my life where I'm always only noticing the strands of experience. It's just one skill. It's just one way of perceiving experience. And this path is about being able to perceive experience in multiple ways. Like it's, it's true. I actually do need to take some time to figure things out and to solve things. And especially to think carefully when there's a family conflict of what I'm going to say and not say. So I'm not, I'm not saying like, okay, this is going to solve everything. I think there's something very untrue about this. It's just that this, this skill can really open up different dimensions in living that I think are really important. And I think in some ways help me with conflict, but it's not the, the, the total way of, of dealing with things. So I wanna come back to this. What are some of the flavors of freedom I can experience by learning this skill, getting the skill down again and again in my meditation? Even if it's choppy, I, I see the strands and I get lost and I see the strands. What, what's the taste of freedom that begins to blossom or grow? And what, what comes to mind are these first few lines of a poem by Mark Nepo, which for me points to the kind of feeling I get from this practice, this particular skill. He begins, he, he says, having loved enough and lost enough, I'm no longer searching, just opening. No longer trying to make sense of pain, but trying to be a soft and sturdy home in which real things can land. Having loved enough and lost enough, I'm no longer searching, just opening. No longer trying to make sense of pain, but trying to be a soft and sturdy home in which real things can land. For me, in those times in meditation where I'm opening to the strands of experience that that make the make, make up the fabric, when I'm engaged in that, I am no longer searching for a solution. I'm just noticing what's arising in this mind and body. I've set that aside. I'm not even trying to make sense of it. I'm just trying to notice. I'm not even trying to figure it out. And it does feel like an opening, like an opening to experience. 
that that I think the word that comes to me that allows for this kind of intimacy. I, I'm intimate with the shoulders being tight and the stomach swirling. I'm I'm intimate with just the wanting, like I so want that solution. Oh, wanting feels like this. And I'm intimate even with the not wanting to worry. Even when it's a desperate wanting, I can be more intimate with it when I'm with the strands. Because often I'm just missing all this. I'm just lost in the story. It's got me hooked and I'm not really with it. And you hear, I'm not really pushing it away and trying to get rid of it. I'm just trying to be with it in a more intimate way that allows something different to emerge. And it also feels like that when I step out of the story and I'm, I'm in contact with these strands that I've just gone over, for me, it does feel like it does, It creates this soft and sturdy home in which real things can land. I'm closer to them. I'm actually here for it. Like emotions, even if it's worry or fear, it could be joy or delight, but the whole range. And then they can land and they stay a while or pass and they increase or decrease or they undulate and change. And strangely for me, also uh, what comes with this is there's there's something sweet about those moments of this kind of mindfulness. E even when it's unpleasant, like worry. It's like, oh, wow, I'm here for this. It feels sweet. Because I think my, my system has learned over time, over the repetition of doing this, is that eventually ease is going to come in an important way. So it's, it's a kind of sweetness that uh, another poet, John Donne, um, describes in his poem, Sweetness. And I just want to share with you one line, because I think it, it points to this, something that's similar to this particular sweetness of this particular mindfulness. He says, often a sweetness has come and changed nothing in the world except the way I stumbled through it. For me, it's that kind of sweetness. I'm still stumbling through the world, but I'm stumbling through it differently where I'm, I'm less trapped by these emotional patterns, these thought patterns that really just confine, confine this heart rather than allow it to soften or open. So yeah, I'm stumbling, but it's a different way where something else opens. It, it really is. It's, it's so sweet to have a soft, sturdy home in which real things can land. which maybe you can relate to like I can of my mind's habit of like patching together a brittle and precarious home 
made out of those things like worry, irritation, fear, despair, depression. It's like my mind is always trying to create this brittle, precarious home that hasn't really worked for me. And the way out of that is to find another home, which is this home of being aware in this particular way that I'm talking about tonight. Are you hearing these flavors of freedom? It's the flavor of freedom of a different home. It's the flavor of freedom of intimacy where I'm here. This, this has made a difference, at least for me. And, and I want to point out, this is a skill. And how, how I learn skills is I need to practice it again and again and again. I need to come back to it again and again. And it can be in formal meditation. And it can be around the most basic experiences. Like if I have this bell here in my hand, the whole fabric of the experience would be described as I'm holding this bell in my hand. But then there's the strands of it. Oh, there's a coolness right there. Oh, coolness. Oh, there's, there's a smoothness to it. There's a weight to it. And when I feel those strands, the strand that comes up in the mind and the heart right now is there's a sense of delight. There's something pleasurable about that. And all of these strands coming together make this experience, this fabric of experience of I'm holding the bell. Here it is. I'm, I'm intimate with that. You're walking around the house to be with the pressure on the feet, the reaching for the cup of tea, the turning around, the seeing, the hearing, the strands. And even in meditation with the breath, we were doing that, the expanding and contracting, the, the coolness that comes in the nostrils, the warmth. Those are the strands that make up this fabric of I am breathing. I also want to be clear about when I'm learning a skill, it's helpful to start with the simple things. Yeah, this skill has helped for the tough times, but also I, I just want to be straight up with you. Doing this when things are difficult is super difficult. <laughs> and for me to get through the difficult times, there are other skills I need in addition to this to get me through. I would, I would be lying to you of being like, okay, this is going to take care of everything. Wouldn't that be cool? Mm -hmm. But I think you're going to find that refining the skill can have, especially when it's strong, can meet the tough times, especially when it's combined with other skills and other ways of perceiving that we explore here on Monday nights. So it's a part of it, but not all of it. So it's important to start where it's easy because so often what can happen is I teach the skill and then somebody will come to me and say, okay, so when I'm having a panic attack, how do I deal with this? It's like, well, can we start with like a little more, less weights on the machine? Maybe that's a better way to begin. <laughs> and uh, I remember really, uh, 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 
a time where this uh, skill got deepened. This was when I was, um, happened before this, but it came to its height when I was, I did a three month retreat in, in Burma with this renowned um, Bur Burmese teacher side of Upandita. And I'm not saying that we would ever have a retreat like this because it is super strict and, and rigid in some ways, but it was helpful in terms of the practice discussion. So you'd go in and I was interviewing with Saida Upandita and there was a very regimented way to describe what was going on in my experience. Mm -hmm. And there was something wonderful about being confined, mm -hmm. which was to take uh, one of your, your sitting meditations and one of your walking meditations and the sitting meditation to use this rubric where you first, you first um, say what happened or what arose really specifically, you know, fear arose, joy arose. And then to then describe how you recognized it. Oh, joy arose and I noted it. I labeled it as joy. And then what did you notice about it? It was pleasant. And then it increased, kind of gradually faded and then disappeared. That can be part of the report. And of course, it can get more a little bit more nuanced than that. But do you hear how it's all situated around strands? And I remember um, I was, <laughs> it's amazing that he caught this. I was talking about feeling vibration in my hands. It was just a minor thing. I said, yeah, I noticed vibration in my hands. I noticed, I noted it as a vibration in the hands. And he, uh, so I looked up and he said, hands? And the great thing about it is, is he was pointing out, that's such a big concept. That's just an idea, hands. What you're really experiencing is vibration and warmth. It was, it was wonderful that he was hearing that closely, like where are the strands and where am I getting caught up in the bigger fabric? And I, again, I wanna point out it's super simple. And what makes it so challenging is that it's super simple. And the other word that I use to describe this, uh, this freedom is that it also can feel like a kind of intimacy. And hopefully you're hearing this throughout this. It's like, I, I feel intimate with experience as if the world is coming closer. And there's something so freeing and powerful about this. I wanna end with slowing down with one realm where this is trickiest of seeing the strands around thinking itself or around the story itself. And I wanna share with you a poem that I feel like does such an excellent job of talking about the strands of thinking. And it's by uh, Rosemary uh, Watola Trommer called Just Another Yarn. It's really perfect for this talk. She's talking about thinking about stories, the stories in our minds. She begins, some days the stories are thin, precious gossamer, so glittersome, so smooth that we weave them and weave them and follow them through and spin them and spin until we are thoroughly unable to move, so wrapped in those beautiful strands. And it's nearly impossible to imagine the stories aren't true. 
After all, who is doing the telling? But the strands start to pull and restrict and tug, and the storylines crisscross and bind. And it's harder to breathe with this tangle of plot and who did what to whom and how and how else it should have been. Don't be too quick to throw them away, says my teacher. They are a gift, she says. I follow one once upon a time and notice how hard it is to let go. I know the story by heart, by blood, by word, by dream, by now. And slowly, more tenderly than I might have thought, I feel the gauze begin to loosen until I can feel it's more painful to hold on to the thread than to let it drop away. And still I hold on and watch as another gossamer strand begins to swirl. I can laugh at the impulse to grab at it, even as I reach for it with my hand. Isn't that a great description of story and how I can get wrapped up in it? Yeah, thinking is important and reflecting is important, like I mentioned before. But maybe like me, can you relate to that description of certain strands of thoughts, the way she describes it? How, as she says, they start to pull and restrict and tug and the storylines crisscross and bind, and how it's harder to breathe within that tangle of plot and who did what to whom and how and how else it should have been. And the other thing I appreciate about this poem is it's pointing to the insight that comes when I notice the strands. As she says, I begin to notice that it's more painful when I hold on rather than when I let go. And so I want to point out when I'm when I'm noticing strands, I'm not trying to let go. I'm just noticing. And then what becomes apparent is this is exhausting and painful to keep on being lost in the story. I'd rather just let go. As it said, uh, my job is to be present and wisdom does the letting go. And then that happens when it needs to. So again, the, the trick is to step out, to feel the strands. And through seeing the strands, there can be these openings to freedom in these different ways. So our mayor practice, our practice together, leads to really noticing the strands in a way that leads to the liberation of ourselves and others and the whole world. Thank you. Thank you for your attention.